Today's program is being sponsored in part by MyPillow. You guys, I love this company, and right now they are having a mattress sale. Listen, I have a MyPillow mattress, and I love it, and right now their complete mattress system is on sale for 50% off when you use the promo code HEIDI. Uh, The mattresses come in coil and foam in a wide range of sizes from twin to split king, and they carry a 10-year warranty with a six-month money-back guarantee. Call 1-800-447-0541 or visit MyPillow.com and just use the promo code HEIDI to save 50% at checkout off the complete mattress sleep system. This deal is not going to last long. Enter promo code HEIDI to save 50% today. Target's CEO is telling lies about how important it's been that we've all been boycotting Target. It's a pretty fascinating story. We're going to be talking about that today. And the manifesto has been released from the Nashville shooter. If you're looking for truth from a biblical perspective, you found it right here at the Heidi St. John podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the podcast today. I'm going to jump right into the headlines because, as always, you can't make this stuff up. The Target CEO uh, has been accused of telling, quote, flat-out lies about their pride merchandise after consumers' research leaders called them out on how effective the boycott's been. So a couple things. This is your public service announcement that the boycotts are working. Let me say that again. The left is going to say, oh, it doesn't work. I hear a lot of people say, why are you boycotting them? It doesn't work anyway. And no, it absolutely works. And uh, these guys are scared to death. It's pretty awesome. Consumer Research Executive Director Will Hild blasted Target CEO Brian Cornell for what he's calling lies about the big box retailers' pride merchandise in a recent interview. Last week, he appeared on CNBC where he discussed their declining sales. So this is Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. Poor Target. You know, they decided to target children with their disgusting, woke uh, sexual agenda, and it's backfiring on them. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't set foot in Target in years and years and years. And at first, it was a little bit of a shock. I got to tell you, I was a Target girl. I was the girl who wandered around their clearance aisles and actually really loved to go to Target. But as soon as they decided that they were going to open their bathrooms up and make them accessible to whoever identified as whoever, and we wanted to play little make-believe games with my children's and my grandchildren's safety. No, no, no. Heidi St. John was out, and I'm not the only one. A lot of you have been boycotting uh, Target and also places like Bud Light, and it really is impacting their bottom line. So keep it up, keep it up. Start going to places like Public Square and send your money elsewhere. So this guy's on the interview, and they're asking him, you know, do you think it's made a difference? You know, do you think that your pride merchandise, which don't forget, you guys, these were pu- these guys were putting out... Uh, underwear that was designed to help boys, swimming suits that were designed to help boys tuck in their genitalia so they could appear as girls. Little boys, all right? It's disgusting. Target, you're disgusting. I hope you go bankrupt. Actually, I have a dream. You guys want to hear it? I got a dream. I say Target goes bankrupt, and we put homeschool resource centers in every broken, bankrupt Target across the United States. You guys are with me? I think that you are. Head on over over to Firmly Planted Family and you guys can support us because that's what I would like to do. Anyway, during the interview, the host told Cornell 
that people felt that they were, quote, transgender bathing suits are being targeted and marketed to kids and that Target worked with the designer who was a devil worshiper. Cornell responded, well, you and I both know that those weren't true, except for, ding, 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 I'm giving this guy five Pinocchios. It's totally true and very easy to verify. And so that's exactly what they did. He just totally lied. He said that they didn't target children with transgender ideology products, but you and I both know that's exactly what they did. Also, they did work with a guy who was an avowed Satanist who put T-shirts out that said Satan uses pronouns. All right. So the guy had to get on there and lie. Also, uh, they they want you to believe or he's trying desperately to have you believe that all the things you can see with your own eyes aren't actually happening. And that is the way that the media works right now. So this is my PSA. Don't shop at Target for Christmas. Shop at places where you know your money is going to be going to help causes that you believe in. That's why it's so important that we vote with our wallets. The boycott is working. I don't know about you guys, but that makes me a hundred different kinds of happy because Target is learning a very important lesson right now. And that is this, it matters the messaging that you send out. The mama bears and the papa bears are sick and tired of companies like Target taking advantage of the innocence of our children and trying to steal it right out from under them. Uh, I don't know if you saw this in the news, but kind of interesting to me that we are seeing now unabashed slamming of Christians who enter politics. So if you decide that you are going to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, if you're going to say, I'm a Christian, and you're going to say it without apology and without reservation, which is what we're called to do as followers of Christ— then the legacy media is going to attack you. Rolling Stone is going to attack you. When I was running for Congress, uh, Rolling Stone had all kinds of obnoxious things to say about me. And I'll tell you what, they don't like Christians. Bill Maher doesn't like Christians. MSNBC doesn't like Christians. There are a lot of people over at Fox News that don't like Christians. Obviously, CNN doesn't like Christians. The View doesn't like Christians. And it's because of who you serve. First Chronicles 28.20 says, David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. So this is my encouragement for you, Speaker Johnson. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. Now, obviously, Speaker Johnson's not rebuilding the temple, except for he is going to be a part, I think, of rebuilding uh, the infrastructure here in the United States has been terribly damaging. In other words, we're not living within our means. And that's the bottom line. The Bible calls us to speak on behalf of the Lord wherever we are and to be immovable in our profession of faith. We need to be courageous. And I'm telling you what, this blatant bias and discrimination towards Christians, as I said to you guys last week on my show, it should alarm us. We should, we should be alarmed at what's happening in the country, but we should not be surprised. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor for the Lord 
is not in vain. As I'm continuing to teach through the book of Revelation over at the Faith That Speaks community, by the way, we have a couple thousand women going through that Bible study with me, and you guys should join us. It's awesome. It's so encouraging because we know it's telling us, A, there's a timeline on this thing. B, God sees all of it. C, he rewards faithfulness, and D, he punishes evil. And that is exactly what is going to happen uh, as the church age uh, winds to a close. Deuteronomy 31, starting in verse 6, Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Wow, you guys, this is the Lord. Ephesians 6.10, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Greater is he, men and women, who is in you than he who is in the world. And the adversary has been trying to stamp out the name of Jesus since the beginning of time, since the fall of man, when he knew that a plan was going to be put into motion that would take back the world that was fallen and broken because of sin. But anyway, I'll get back to the news for you. Rolling Stone is calling Speaker Johnson's anti-porn parenting app, quote, Creepy. Do you guys want to know the porn app he's talking about? Wait for it. I shall share with you. It's called Covenant Eyes. It's called Covenant Eyes. We use Covenant Eyes in our own home. My husband uses uh, Covenant Eyes. We signed up for it years and years ago. And it's really an awesome, it's designed to hold whoever's on the internet, men and women, accountable so that we don't get addicted to things that we shouldn't be seeing. So Rolling Stone called out the Speaker of the House for his attempts to protect his son from viewing pornography, calling it creepy and Orwellian in a recent story that has sparked debate over the practice. In the Sunday article headlined, Mike Johnson admits he and his son monitor each other's porn intake in a resurfaced video. Rolling Stone claimed that Johnson, quote, admitted that he and his son monitored each other's uh, porn intake. I actually think this is awesome. Is telling me that this guy is actually who he says he is, which isn't that refreshing. Aren't you guys stoked? I am. I'm pretty stoked. The clip, originally from an interview that Johnson gave during a conversation about technology at Cypress Baptist Church in Louisiana, detailed Johnson's attempt to maintain accountability in his house and prevent his son from accessing pornography. It scans all the activity on your phone, your devices, your laptop. And uh, we have all that, he said, about the anti-pornography app Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes did not respond to request from Fox News Digital. But basically, I love Covenant Eyes. It sends a, a, a report to your accountability partner. And what's so funny to me is we know now that porn hurts people. It hurts marriages. It hurts women. It can create all kinds of sexual dysfunction in men who are addicted to pornography. And... Rolling Stone and the legacy media is making fun of Mike Johnson because he wants to protect his son and himself from the dangers of online pornography. And then they call it, this is so funny, I mean, you got, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Outside of the creepy big brotherness of it all, Rolling Stone wrote of Johnson's use of the anti-pornography app. Recipient Maven also aired concerns about whether or not Covenant Eyes, which is still a working subscription-based service, might, quote, compromise Johnson's devices if he's actively seeking accountability. So they're basically saying they think it's creepy. They just don't, they don't like the fact that, uh, that he could have, you know, something monitoring his online use. They think it's Orwellian. I think this is super rich coming from the people who would do that, put a put a, a COVID tracker on your phone to make sure you got the jab that could potentially hurt you. But that's all I have to say 
about that. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Keep your eyes on what is happening in the world right now, you guys, because things are heating up. And the Bible says that we're going to be hated. Jesus said we shouldn't be surprised when the world hates us because it hated him first. And we're seeing that now, aren't we? Absolutely demonic activity in the United States. Speaking of demonic activity, many of you guys have seen this by now. Yesterday, the uh, the manifesto of the Nashville school shooter, I'm not even going to say, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, because he he died at the scene, and frankly, I don't think his name is worth mentioning. But he put the manifesto up online. Uh, David Crowder first breaking this at Louder with Crowder over on Instagram. Lots of people have been trying to get a hold of this manifesto, by the way. People are, are submitting FOIA requests trying to get access to these things. And the government doesn't want you to have access to it. Why? Because it shows you what is the motivation behind the killer that went into a Nashville school and uh, and killed a whole bunch of people. I was looking at some of the the backstory. Of course, you know, conservative media believes that this is true. A lot of people in the in the legacy media say, "Hey, this is a fake manifesto. We don't even know." But Crowder says that he is absolutely going to stand by. He said this is absolutely real. Keep in mind, this was last March. Uh, this transgender fatally shot three children and three adults at Nashville Covenant School. And then he died from gunshot wounds after police responded to the incident. Shortly after the shooting, police said they had recovered a manifesto thought to have been written by Hale and that he identified as transgender. But then they would not release the manifesto. So I'm holding it in my hands. You guys can see it over at Louder with Crowder. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of people now posting pictures of this thing. But what you what we know for sure in looking at this is that it was absolutely motivated by racism and hate. And the uh, and when I read it, I'm not going to read it here for you because, frankly, I don't think um, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's, it's filled with profanity and it's very sad. He's talking about going into a private school, uh, kids wearing fancy khakis and sports backpacks. He was filled with hate, filled with hate for these kids. And he calls them crackers and all kinds of other things. White privilege is mentioned in this thing. And there's all kinds of, he has a, a schedule in, of what he's going to do and how he's going to uh, to pull it off. But the thing that I think is the most important about this is that this felt feels uh, absolutely demonic to me. It reminds me a lot of the guy who just went into, uh, or just uh, shot a whole bunch of people, what are we up to 16 now, in Maine, who said he was hearing voices in his head. This young person who obviously has been absolutely injured by the indoctrination in the in the culture right now, particularly as it relates to transgenderism, because he himself said, well, he's transgender. Uh, this shows this guy had a mental mental illness 
and the Biden administration is culpable in this, the, the Biden regime trying to cover it up. They don't want the truth to come out there. Why? Because the truth is like a disinfectant to all the stuff that we're dealing with in the world right now. We need to be telling the truth. And it's very telling to me that so many people in our government refuse to do it. Many of you saw in the news yesterday that climate activists in the Museum of Art in London ruined a $90 million painting from the 17th century. And they did it in the name of stopping you from using oil. This is the big thing. And I wonder, you know, when are these kids going to get arrested? When are our leaders going to start leading again? When are the police going to start policing? When are we going to actually see good things come out of our elected officials and our law enforcement? But instead, we're spending all of our time trying to decide who gets to, who gets to be sued first over the use of pronouns. I'm watching Donald Trump being tried, who I believe, you know, it looks to me on the outside that is absolutely well, he's right that it's absolutely a witch hunt, that they're going after him. The world's on fire, and our government is fixated on making sure that Donald Trump doesn't get his name on the ballot. You want to beat Donald Trump? Do it at the ballot box. All these guys are doing is they're, they're making our elections feel even more illegitimate and disenfranchising voters, which maybe that's what they're supposed to do. You guys get out and vote. If you live in the Portland uh, metropolitan area in Washington State, elections are happening this week. I believe that Tuesday, today, is the last day to get your ballots in. You'll want to absolutely do that because there's school board elections happening, city council elections happening. I know that this is an off year, but we've been told now for a very long time that these elections don't really matter and we're only supposed to focus on the presidential elections, and they're killing our small town communities one paper cut at a time. Incredibly high taxes, the inflation rate in the United States is almost unbearable, and we have an opportunity to let our voices be heard. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to end today's podcast by reminding you of what Jesus said in John 14, 27. He said this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. We have the opportunity to use our voices for righteousness, to speak on behalf of those who cannot speak for themselves, to continue to speak the truth in the marketplace, to continue to stand up for our children, continue to vote with our money and with our, uh, and with our ballots. We need to be engaged in the world around us. Someone said to me the other day, well, you know, why does it matter the Lord's going to come back. It matters because Jesus said that we're to occupy until he returns, and we don't know when that will be. So to sit back, sit on your hands, to not do anything is to actually be disobedient. You guys were born for this time in history. You were born for right here, right now. Thank you so much for those of you who have been subscribing to the Heidi St. John podcast. It's really a great way for you to support this ministry. It's just about $7 a month to do that. Also, it gets rid of those pesky Spotify ads, which I know some of you guys are complaining about. So thank you for doing that. I'm going to come back today for happy hour, and I'm going to answer a couple of listener questions. If you would like to have your question answered at the Heidi St. John podcast, simply go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox monday i want to remind you that my friend rob mccoy is going to be here in the vancouver area you guys can get tickets for that event at firmlyplantedaction.org that's firmlyplantedaction.org but he will be here on the 18th of this month 
at 7 p.m. speaking about how his, his church stood up against the COVID lockdowns, the COVID mandates, and won. Remember, you guys, what happened to us uh, at the beginning of three years ago. Remember, remember, we can never let it happen again. This illegal, illogical, unconstitutional lockdowns that forced many people out of work and uh, a lot of businesses went under during this time and a lot of churches closed. And Pastor Rob McCoy was one of a handful of pastors that stood up against these ridiculous mandates and actually won that battle. So it's a great story. He's a wonderful human being. And you guys can come and meet him. Those tickets are free, but you got to get a ticket, firmlyplantedfamily.org. If you'd like to participate in a fundraiser for us, he, uh, Rob's going to come a little bit earlier and do a meet and greet. We'll serve some charcuterie. You guys can get some time with him. Uh, that's going to be an awesome opportunity. Those tickets are $50. If you'd like to support Firmly Planted Action in our efforts, we're going to really ramp them up in 2024 to turn out the vote and to help you understand the issues that are facing the nation and our states in the upcoming elections. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show, for supporting it with your dollars and for leaving feedback over at Spotify and over at iTunes. We really appreciate it. Have a great day, you guys, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.